Hello and welcome to the 24 Sloppy Seconds Podcast. I am your host, Pat Culligan. This is part two of my conversation with Jeff Barnes. Uh, in this section, we are going to be breaking down Eastern Conference contenders. So let's get started. So uh, Toronto is a good place. Toronto is a good place to start. Um, they are just, you know, we we were talking before how we were both watching that game last night when they played against Philly. They uh, won that game by double digits. They're up to 21 and five now. Uh, you know, they're on a, a 60 something win pace here. Um, and they just, they look like a buzzsaw right now, man. I was watching that game last night and that was, they, they didn't shoot well in that game. That was the thing watching that first half. Wow. They, they had open looks the whole first half and they were just bricking them. I mean, outside of Kawhi, I mean, obviously Kawhi was, you know, was really hitting shots. He was, you know, in a good zone, but everybody else, I mean, like Lowry couldn't hit anything. Uh, you know, Siakam really could just was got some layups, but that was about it. You know, I mean, they got a good game yeah. out of Alan Chunis. Uh, but you know, most of their other guys, you know, Green wasn't hitting shots. So I mean, it was, they were, they were generating good looks and weren't hitting them. And it's like, you're like, wow, they still won by, you know, 13 or whatever it was. So, boy, if when they, <laughs> when, when they put it all together, when they have, when, when they don't have to rest Kawhi anymore, when he's kind of, you know, up to full speed again, which it's hard to, it's hard to believe he isn't at this point, you know, the way he's playing. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to imagine how good this team can be. They're, they're, they're third in offensive rating right now. They're seventh in defensive rating. I mean, that's, that combination is, you know, obviously the record, you know, indicates it, but that's, you know, that historically that's the mark of, of an elite team. You know, there's nothing fluky about what they're doing. Uh, you know, Kawhi and to some degree even Lowry are basically MVP candidates at this point. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. But what what are what are you? I mean, what are you seeing from these guys? Anything different than what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, no. I mean, I, I you know I'm actually surprised that they're only seventh. Um, you know, defensively because you know I, I I don't get the opportunity to watch them as much as much as I would like to. But in the the few games that I've seen. Um, you know, the MO has kind of been the same, right? I mean, they're, they're, they don't really make mistakes offensively. Um, you know, but to your point last night, you know, they were, they were just missing shots and, you know, they were really getting whatever they wanted offensively too. It wasn't even yep. close. Like, Absolutely. Uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's surprising because, you know, Philly, you know, they're pretty decent defensively. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, they, they got whatever they wanted last night. They just missed shots. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, Kawhi um, just took a really good team and made them, like, ten times better, it feels, right? And, you know, their their defensive effort and, you know, just the way that they approach the game is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a, It was scary last night watching the difference between, you know, oh, I, I mean, they're obviously the top team in the East. I mean, we can argue about Boston. Boston's record doesn't reflect it. Um, but, you know, I think Philly's probably, you know, two or three in the East. Um, and, and, you know, obviously you've got Milwaukee in there, but I, I, I mean, just watching Toronto versus any other team in the East and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's close. I, there's, there's no way that any team beats them four times in the playoffs. And, yeah, they, you know, they, until, until yeah. you get to the final. There's just, yeah, at, yeah at they, this point, they feel like, yeah, they feel like they're definitely a cut above at this point. Um, you know, the, the amount of depth that they can bring to bear. I mean, it's just that, that, you know, they bring in that whole bench unit and it's like, it doesn't seem like they lose yeah. very much, you know? I mean, it's, no, they don't. They don't. And, you know, you mentioned Kyle Lowry and I, I'm a fan of Lowry, but 
you know, I think I like Van Pleet a lot too. I, I mean, he's oh, yeah. a really, really good point guard. I mean, and, and he's a starting point guard in the NBA yeah. if he's on I was, a different yep. team. Yeah, I was just going to say know? that he'd be he'd be starting for a bunch of teams. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando, I'm looking in your direction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Orlando, I mean, they're competitive as well. I mean, they mm-hmm. surprise you with how competitive they are. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Toronto yeah. is just, I mean, they look like an absolute saw. And, you know, Serge Ibaka um, playing, you know, the, the center position, I think, you know, mm-hmm. gives them a little bit of an advantage, again, because we don't have historical – traditional centers in the NBA anymore, right? Well, yeah, um, it's interesting yeah. For, for them because they kind of have both both versions. They can they can match up to whoever, you yeah, know, whoever they're absolutely. playing. They can play they they can start Ibaka at center and and kind of have a more stretchy team or they can start Balanchunas and kind of have have, you know, that more traditional center in the role and it's like that's, you know, those those, those are both pretty good players, you know. It's like yeah, you know, you're not easily able good. to to bring one of those guys off the bench. So that's been yeah. yeah. I mean, just the amount of depth and the amount of versatility they can they can play any way that the other team wants to play and probably do it better than them. You know, go you know go, Golden State ex, you know not non Golden State division. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know so yeah. it's it's been interesting. I mean, yeah, so they they they've kind of unearthed these guys. I mean, it was getting getting Danny Green in that trade for Kawhi was a, was a, a giant steal <laughs> for one yeah. because that. You know, I mean, it, it's another guy who's just a, a just another guy you can plug right into that same role, that same three and D. You know, competent player, not going to make mistakes, going to knock down shots. You know, that same idea. It's like that's yeah. you know, in some in some trades, he might be the best guy getting traded. You know, <laughs> so yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. You know, and he was the third best in that trade. So I mean, it's that's interesting. I mean, they've they've you know they've developed uh, Pascal Siakam into a really good player. He's really good. <laughs> you watch him play. Yeah. It's like he's just yeah. he's just 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 motor and just limbs all the time and just he's out in transition. He's just snaring rebounds out of, you know, just, just flying around. I mean, it's, it's crazy yeah, where they just come up with all these guys, you know? I know. It is, it, it's almost not fair, right? When, when you see Siakam play, I'm like, God, like this kid on another team would, would probably be, you know, their second or third, you know, option. But, you know, yep. with Toronto, he's like fourth or fifth, you know? Uh, yeah, so I mean, depending, he's, he's depending on the lineup. Yep, he's in a perfect position though. I mean, it's like he can just go out there and just be exactly what he is. You know, it's like yeah. he might on another team. You know, like I said, he he would he could certainly stretch his game. You know, in certain ways, but it's like would it translate as well? It's it's kind of that idea of being like a superstar in your role. You know, and he is he, he's exactly that. They have this team has a bunch of superstar role players basically. And then they also, yeah. and they also have Kawhi Leonard, who's one of the best, you know, five players in the league. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, yeah. that, like, that, that, I mean, Kawhi gets better. He gets better year after year. That's, um, and, you know, I, I know when he first came into the league, he was just kind of a, a long, lanky athlete, right? Kind of defensive stopper. But, you know, his, his offensive game to me has gotten better every, every single year, right? So where, you know, he he went from you know not, just an average shooter. I think he's probably a little bit above average now. Um, oh yeah. You know, he's he's creating off the dribble. He's 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 you know step back, knocking down shots like it's it's nothing. Um, and it's uh it, it's pretty impressive to watch. You know, and I just uh 
I feel like he's just um, him being on the floor. You know, the team feels like they need to match his effort and intensity. <laughs> you know, even though he's a, he's a quiet guy, um, and you know, I just you know, they the, they look really scary. And you know, I, I look forward to you know some of their matchups with with some of the, the top teams from from the West. Which, you know, as you alluded to in one of your columns, it's a it's an absolute mess right now. But uh, there there's still pretty good teams out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna play all those games against the Eastern Conference teams and kind of, you know, the the lower tier guys and fatten up their record. I mean, so it's yeah, we're, I mean, like I said, they're twenty one and five, and there's no reason to think that that's that's fluky or that's gonna really regress to the mean. I wouldn't think. I mean, it's, if they no. stay remote, if they stay remotely healthy, this is a this is a sixty sixty five win team probably. Um, you know, yeah, we may just we, we probably won't be able to see a team in the West be able to put up those kind of those kind of totals just because it because it is such a cluster there. You know, like there's there's 14 teams that are complete competing for those playoff spots. So it's like you know you're when you, <laughs> every time I look at like oh what's the schedule tonight? You know, I look at and I see the West Western Conference <laughs> matchups and I'm just like oh that's a brutal game. <laughs> it's just yeah, like exactly. every every game yeah. unless you're playing unless you're playing Phoenix like you're playing a good team. You know, <laughs> so it's like. It's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty wild, you know. So that 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 bodes well for Toronto as well. I mean, they're it's interesting because you know there's there's that imbalance in the conferences certainly, but it's like the the East. I will at least give them credit, and then it's like, yeah, those four or five teams at the bottom, like yeah, they suck. Like they're they're pretty bad. Yeah. But then it's like at the top of the conference, those top four or five teams are all actually really good. Like there might be again non non Golden State division, you might be talking about you know teams that are potentially better than anybody else who's in the West, maybe. So, um, you know, that's, that, that'll, we'll kind of transition out of, out of Toronto. We, we, we agree on them. We need, we need to start disagreeing on more stuff, man. People aren't going to be interested <laughs> <laughs> in just hearing us it's agree the true. whole time. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll move on then, I guess, to, to Philly, because I think we might have some, we, we may possibly have some dissenting opinions there. We'll see. There you go. I'm sure um, we do, yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about them. They again, they uh, you know they lost to Toronto last night. They're at seventeen and nine now, but they've uh, they've done pretty well uh, since the since the Jimmy Butler trade. They're uh, they're nine and three since the trade, eight and three with Jimmy in the lineup. Um, so you know, it kind of <laughs> we we were talking about earlier how it, you know saying that this trade has kind of looked like a looked like a win win for for them in Minnesota, but we're we're you're, I think you're starting to question that a little bit. So his, <laughs> after what you saw yeah. last night, I, I, explain your rationale there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just based on what I saw last night. So you know, Philly, Philly really, I felt like uh, obviously all off season, and then with this trade for for Butler, they were looking for that player to to kind of put them over the top and and really put them in at least the East Finals and maybe the NBA Finals. And right. you know Jimmy Butler is a great player. I think he's he's one of the the you know top five, if not top, you know top ten, maybe top five two way players in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. But what what was apparent to me in last night's game that Philly lost was was you know the the additional threats of um, outside shooting um, that you got from Sarich and and you know some of of Covington. He's not as consistent a shooter. Um, but you know, defensively again, I mean, Toronto just did what they wanted to do with with Philly last night, which mm-hmm. you know it, it it couldn't have been it couldn't have been encouraging. So you know, 
Hey, granted, you get Jimmy Butler, but, you know, you, you did lose two pretty critical players that got heavy minutes in your rotation. And, you know, I, I felt like they were they were definitely missing them last night. So I don't know that the trade – I think it's still a good trade, um, but I don't know that it accomplished what Philly wanted to accomplish. And, again, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basing that off of one game, but, it, you know, it's a pretty – pretty critical game and and you know they're better with jimmy butler but they still got three three losses um you mm-hmm. know one or two of them pretty pretty questionable <laughs> losses. yeah well well yeah and they um, and they looked pretty they looked pretty outclassed by toronto you know so that's yeah that, that yeah. Makes it tough for sure yeah i mean i think there's so, yeah i mean they, they they sacrificed a little bit of depth for sure there um you know in terms of trading sarich and covington uh you know from from a defensive standpoint i think you know Covington and, and Butler are, I would say, more or less equal. Um, yeah. You know, so you you basically you know you took on that additional offense for of Butler, you know, and, and kind of that intensity that he gives you and everything like that, uh, you know, that star quality. But in the in the process, you sort of created this big, you know, gaping hole at the four, more or less. Um, you know, that right now they're kind of trying to just piece together with like, you know, Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala and guys like that. There, you know, there's, 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 there's a spot in that rotation that needs to be filled by somebody else, which, yeah, <laughs> which brings absolutely. me, which, uh, you know, makes me think that there are more moves to come for this team. Uh, you know, they have that hole and it's, you know, <laughs> obviously, you know, we can, we can get to him a little bit later, but obviously if you were getting, Getting something out of Markel Fultz, um, you know, then obviously you're you're talking about, you know, your rotation looks a little bit different, and and you know everything kind of comes together in a different way. But that Butler move was obviously this was you know this was their all-in move. They're like, all right, we're pushing our chips, and we got our three big guys now. But then you're still looking at this hole at power forward more or less, and they kind of have they they still have pieces they can move. And I'm just wondering whether there's you know whether uh, you know Elton Brand, who's the new GM there, whether he's gonna Look to to do something else in season here, and what that would even look like. Um, yeah, you know, the shooting is still an issue for them. Butler has actually has been shooting shooting from the outside really well since he came over. I think he's like forty seven percent from three. Uh, you know, since since the trade, but it's like there's still you, you know you need somebody to replace more or less just give you kind of a better version of what Saric already kind of gave you. Um, you know, kind of this stretch four who could make some plays off the dribble and, you know, could, you know, could, could shoot and at least be a threat to shoot. He wasn't, he hasn't been shooting very well this year, but, um, they need something like that. So I'm kind of wondering what their options are out there. Uh, I think in a column I had posited maybe they, maybe they call up Orlando and, uh, you know, put in a call about Aaron Gordon, somebody like that, uh, you know, who might give him some athleticism and some, some shooting from the outside. So, I don't know if that yeah. you think that's something that's possible or where 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 do they go from here? How do they how do they fill up that rotation in a way that actually put, helps get them on Toronto's level? Yeah, and I I don't uh, I'll, I'll be honest I don't know who that that player will be. I mean, obviously Aaron Gordon would would be an, an absolutely amazing addition to to that team. I don't I don't know that that they have the value to to get him there. Um, but um, you know I it, it's they and I love him. I, I absolutely love Ben Simmons. I mean, since I saw him play last year, it's it, you know like he really is a player that that makes me miss the fact that 
I never got to see Magic Johnson play. But he, I mean, just his resistance to even fake a jump shot is, yeah. is, is, is killing the team right now. I mean, he creates so much and he does so much on the floor. Um, but, you know, I, I really think they just, they, they need another shooter. I mean, uh, Chandler is, uh, I mean that it, that can't be your your fifth player. Um, yeah, that's not the move. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Can't. <laughs> can't. And you know JJ Redick. I mean JJ Redick's out there. I mean he's still kind of running around like a wild man. Obviously he, he's one of the best shooters in, in history, but uh, he's not shooting well this year. You know he's shooting thirty six percent because it you know it feels like you know all of his threes are forced. He, he doesn't really have time to get a shot off. And he really is the only threat to to knock anything down from the perimeter for Philly. Um, mm-hmm. So you know they, they they've got to figure something out. And you know with with Fultz out of the mix, and I know we have differing opinions on Fultz because I I never saw the the number one draft pick talent in him at all. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, I don't know that that uh, he's going to fetch any value for someone. At, at, you know, I feel like it's, it's probably a little bit too late with how broken his shot is, and you know they haven't really been able to utilize him well because right. they've already got a point guard in Ben Simmons, right? <laughs> and, and right, so they they need really... him to. They need yeah, they need Fultz to be a guy who can space the floor and play off the ball yeah. a little bit, and that's and yeah. that's just not what it, that's not what his game that's is. Not, that's it's not point. what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because you said, I was like, I don't know, you said you don't know if they'll fetch value for him. I almost wonder because with the news coming out this week about, you know, that he, you know, theoretically has an actual shoulder problem, like, I wonder if that actually increases his value to a degree. Because, it, because, because teams are, teams are like, oh, okay, so it's actually a physical problem. Like, he's not, you know, his, his brain isn't broken. Okay. Like, we can, you know, yeah, we can, we can, yeah. we can fix that. So maybe, maybe that helps. I don't know whether, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, obviously what has to happen is if that's the case, if it really is just a physical problem. One, I don't know why it took this long to figure this out. That seems crazy to me that it's like, if that's the <laughs> yeah, case, like exactly. how, how, and, and if they were like, okay, and you know, and even just asking him, it's like, okay, does your shoulder hurt when you do that? Like, shouldn't he have been like, yes, it hurts, yeah, you like, know? Yes, like, it hurts for her. Yes, yeah. it hurts when I do that, you know? So I, I don't understand that. It's, it's obviously this whole thing has been super bizarre and weird, but like, it'll yeah. be interesting if it's, if it is just a physical problem that he can get therapy or whatever and come back from, like, then we can actually see it's like, okay, is there is there a real player here, you know? And then you decide is that somebody that's in your plans or somebody that you can, you know, boost up and get some trade value out of? Because it may just be that, you know, the well may be poisoned for him in Philly at this point. Like, he may just have to go somewhere else and, you know, get a fresh yeah, start. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, I think they, they made that decision, I mean, honestly, with um, – I don't know. I felt like they made that decision when they picked up Butler that that he wasn't a part of their long term plans. But sure, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a matter of trying to to get some value and and you know move him to a place where maybe he can be successful because uh, you know it, I don't I don't think Philly's is, is the place for him. Yeah, I mean it's been it's it's been tough for them. I mean as a team, they've had so many of these things where it's. You know, from the, the training staff and these these mysterious injuries that guys have had that have always taken longer to come back from. You know, it's it's 
Like they're they're basically like their training staff is like the anti Phoenix, you know. <laughs> like somehow yeah, that yeah. that training staff like just like works miracles all the time and like you know kept Steve <laughs> Nash's body together for like fifteen years like magically. <laughs> but, like, Absolutely. But, and like Philly is just the complete opposite of that. Like they just everybody. Yeah. All right, we we just we just redshirt you your freshman year because you know our, exactly. our training you're staff not, doesn't doesn't know what play. the hell we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Number one overall draft pick. You're not going to play. We'll we'll sit you down, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, no, you, oh, you, you have a cold. Okay, you're out for the year. <laughs> so, just, just, I, you know, just take it easy, kid. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what that means, you know, for him. I mean, it's like I said, there's that well may be poisoned. So I, I think they may want to try to showcase him in some way if they can when he gets back. You know, I mean, they said he's, he's going to be out three to six weeks, so maybe he gets back in time. You can play him for a month or something and maybe trade him before the trade deadline, but I don't know, you know, so what, what are you going to get for him? And is there a team out there who, you know, like an Orlando or a Phoenix or somebody like that, who's just, who's going to say like, all right, well, you know, yeah, we'll take a chance on this guy on the cheap, you know, and, and see, see what we have, get kind of a low cost look at him for a couple of years. But I don't yeah. know. It's just, yeah. it's just been, it's been so bizarre at this point. And I, yeah, I know you're not a fan of his game and, and, you know, you know I am not. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I certainly can understand that. Obviously all the, the red flags are all there, so um, but yeah. it'll be. Well, it's 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 just it's unfortunate because it's like when you watch them play against you know against somebody like Toronto last night, it's like ah, oh, if we had the version of Fultz that we were supposed to be getting, like this game would be incredible, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> a completely different game. It's you know some of some of his highlights from Washington. You know, it's a it's a completely different game, but uh, yeah, I just. I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for the kid. I think, I mean, I think he's handled this, you know, extremely well. It is a weird situation. And, you know, I hope he gets an opportunity to play and, and mm-hmm. be successful somewhere. I just, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't see it. I think he's an NBA player. I, I, number one draft pick. I, I just, I never saw it. You know, yeah, it's it's it's, it's that it's that burden of expectation, you know, too. It's like yeah. you know, a guy is always, you know, yeah, a guy could be a fine player in the NBA, but it's like when you draft a number one, obviously you expect something, you know, you expect to get an all star, you expect somebody that's that's going to be a, a good or great player, you know. So yeah, that's absolutely. just that's just hard, and sometimes guys just need to go someplace else, recalibrate, kind of like get out of that spotlight a little bit, and you know, get out from under that shadow, and then hopefully you turn your career into something that something that works. So. Yeah, we'll have, to, yeah we'll have to see how that goes for him. In the meantime, then that sucks for Philly. <laughs> yeah, really gave up really gave up that really asset. They're gonna they're gonna not get that Sacramento pick now because that they would have had otherwise because they made that trade. So but, yeah, you know, yeah. and again, of, of course, Boston ends up with another pick because because of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> they need more. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes, and we'll just have to and just. Uh, We'll briefly touch on uh, we we haven't somehow somehow we've talked about Philly this whole time and haven't even touched on Joel Embiid, who uh, <laughs> is did, didn't did not have a good game last night clearly as the uh, oh. the announcers on on ESPN made us made us well aware. Um, but overall, I mean, man, this dude is dude's killing it. He's putting up he's putting up young Shaq numbers this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is, really is. He's uh, I mean, he got he got pushed around a little bit last night, but. Um, I mean, he's just, uh, he's a bully down low. And, you know, I think, um, you know, if he, he focused his game a little bit more on, you know, working that block, I mean, he, I, I think he tries to be like a stretch five at times. 
Yeah, it's every every time you every time you see him stand up by the three point line wide open and he catches the ball, you're like, ah, well, he's going to shoot that because I mean, yeah, he's wide yeah. open. It's the right shot, but it's also the shot that the defense wants to give him. You know, it's like they're, exactly. they're conceding they're conceding that shot. So, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, he, you know, I mean, what's he going to make one out of four of them? Maybe you know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's shooting like thirty one or thirty one percent or something like that from three. But it's like, okay. yeah, okay. that's not a you know that's fine, but it's you know, as something that, yeah, you, okay, draw a little bit of gravity out, and then you can attack the basket. But other than that, it's, you know, it's not something you want to build your offense around, especially when you're, you know, when you're seven foot two and, like, you know, completely physically dominant. Like, yeah, you can, yeah, you know, exactly. you can get shots yeah. near the basket anytime you want on anybody. You need so. to get shots near the basket, you know. Yeah. I believe you do that. That. Yes, you've got, you've got decent ball handling skills for a big man. Yes, you're agile. Yes, you can shoot a three-pointer. That's okay. But, you know, what you can do every time down the floor is post up and probably get a layup or dunk. Yeah, or know? get fouled. Or get it, fouled. He, yeah, yeah he or gets, get fouled, gets, which, which happens, happens a lot. Just right? as good. Yeah, which is just as good. Yeah, so it's, yeah he's so, making like 80% he's, uh, of his free throws. Yeah, I think he's an absolute bully. I think, you know, my, my one knock against him, uh, you know, I think he probably needs to get into a little bit better shape. Um, but you know, that, that's really kind of it. I mean, he's logging a lot of minutes. He does look tired at times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He wears, but, he wears um, down. He's, he's playing the most, I mean, yeah. he's played every game this year and he's playing, I think like 34 minutes a game. So this is, yeah. you know, this is, this is the most basketball he's ever put on his body, like by, you know, by a lot. I mean, like, so, absolutely. um, yeah. you know, that's, that's definitely, yeah, it's something that'll kind of come with time and, but he's done, he's done a good job at all the things that kind of last year we were like, wow, if he just does these things. Like this guy's gonna, this guy's you know a great great center, and he has. I mean, he's cut down on his turnovers. He's you know his his defense has improved again. I mean, he's yeah he's a nightmare in the paint defensively. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's all that stuff. It's like he's 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 improving as he goes. So it's just going to be interesting to kind of see, you know, what the ceiling is. Can obviously can he stay healthy? That's always been the question, which you know is kind of seems like he's moved past some of those issues. But with a guy who's who's that big, you just never know. You um, never know. Yeah, absolutely. We shall see. I, I, I think I think Philly picking up another offensive threat shooter um, is, is obviously going to just help him as well. You know, um, you know. Right now, I feel like you know it, it's you know watching them play. You know, there there's absolute focus on stopping Ben Simmons from getting to the hole. And then yep. double teaming and beat, right? And then mm-hmm. just make sure that, you know, you force JJ to put up a, a quick shot at least, right? To, yeah, to keep, keep a body on, yeah. The chances yeah. of him making it, but. Yeah, uh, keep a body know, on JJ. That, yeah, there's not really anything else going on, you know, for, for that team, you know. Yep. So yeah. Missing a yeah. piece, they need something. Yeah, they need something, whether it's whatever Markel Fultz was supposed to be or. <laughs> <laughs> a power forward who can who can shoot like like a dark Sarich. Yeah, Sarich. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll we'll have to see, but yeah, it's, it's, they're they're fun to watch. It'll be interesting. I mean, Embiid is getting some some actual MVP buzz this year, which you know, I mean, good for him. He's doing a great job. And if he can just cut down on, you know, like I said, some of the some of the random stuff, just the bad, just some bad shots, some bad turnovers here and there. I mean, it's, yeah, guys, guys, yeah. freaking he's, limit for that dude. He's averaging a pretty gaudy double double, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's what I was saying. He's putting up she's putting up Shaq numbers. <laughs> like, yeah, he really yeah. he really is. So we'll we'll see. That's you know, so they're I think they're in third right now in the conference and you know, 
if they keep up the pace since they made that trade. They may not catch Toronto, but they might catch our next team, or the, the last team we're going to talk about here, which is uh, which is Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Um, so <laughs> they're Giannis. <laughs> yeah, Giannis. Yeah, of course. I mean, Milwaukee is they they are my my comparison for them is there. I, I compare them a little bit to Houston's team last year um, because yeah. when you watch them play, it's it's a little bit like. It looks like like an alien team almost playing basketball. It's like something you really haven't seen before. And it's, I mean, obviously Giannis is so much of that because of how unique a player he is. Um, he's, he's basically this, you know, this 6'11 point center, essentially. Uh, you know, I, I made the point, I made the point in my columns before, like, I, you know, I think Giannis is a center. You know, I think that's because the, 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 the versatility he gives you defensively and then the way that you can put all those shooters around him, which incidentally is exactly what Milwaukee's front office and, and Coach Bud have done this year. They've they've just surrounded him with shooters, and when you watch them play, it's it's really weird because it's like this five out offense. You know, they basically talk about this like you know one one in the post and four out offenses like you saw with uh, you know Orlando with Dwight Howard and yeah. uh, you know Akeem back in the day. But it's like it's really like a five out offense when you watch them set up their offense. Everybody is outside the three point line. And the only time anybody ventures into the paint is basically if they have the ball and they're taking the layup. It's like it's like the only time anybody goes in the lane, and it's yeah, and and so it's it's this alien concept almost of watching basketball. It totally is like inverted almost, where the paint still has all this value, but only because of how wide open it is. You know, <laughs> absolutely, and, yeah. So it's, it's a style, stylistically, it's a little bit, it's a little bit jarring, you know, and they're on this, you know, they've actually been a little bit unlucky too. I mean, at 16 and 7, uh, you know, they have the point difference, they have the best point differential in the NBA, and they have, you know, they're, you know, they're what they would expect it to be based on their point differential is like a 64 win pace or something, which is how I get to that Houston comp from last year who won 65. Uh, you know, it's, it's that same, Type of team where they're just doing this, doing this thing that's, that's sort of different than what we've seen before, and it's working. And it's you know, yeah, maybe by next season the other teams are gonna you know are gonna adjust to it and come around and figure out what they're doing. But for right now, it's it's so it's so different and it's it's really working. I mean, they're they're second in yeah. they're, they're scoring the most points in the league. They're second in offensive rating, and their defense is good too. They're like sixth in defensive rating. So I mean, it's they're they're a really interesting team. I feel like again, like we talked they, about with Philly, they might be missing a piece still. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they're they're really interesting. I think uh, you know I've, they've they've been here to to Charlotte twice now, um, so mm-hmm. you know I've got I've gotten to to see them twice, you know, live this year, and that's exactly what it looks like. You know, when when they're coming down the court and they've got the ball, like the the, the middle is wide open and. <laughs> You know, you've got Giannis, who's this 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 freak of an athlete, coming down and you know creating problems because you know you can't you can't stay in front of him, right? He's a yeah. great passer. I mean, just unbelievable. His court vision is it's it's just crazy, and he's so crisp with with his passing as well. Um, yeah. And it's just you know they're they're just they're different, and they're you know they're good, and they've got shooters around. But I think the one missing piece um, from from what I've seen um, live and, and on television is the, just how inconsistent uh, uh, Bledsoe is. Eric Bledsoe, 
You know, yeah. at, at times he can look like, you know, a top 10 point guard in the league. And, you know, as far as, you know, his, his athletic ability, um, you know, he's strong, he's quick, you know, he can shoot it, he can create, he can handle, but he just disappears at times, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, he's just not really – He's not playing consistent enough. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think, um, you know, for for Milwaukee to really kind of take that next step. I think they've got to get better, more consistent play at at at, uh, at that point guard position. And you know, I I love Brogdon. Uh, you know, I, I thought he was an amazing player at Virginia, and you know, I think he's a pretty consistent pro now. And you know, I I would probably play Brockton at point guard and then bring in a a, a Connington or a DiVincenzo a little bit more because those guys, I mean, those guys are knocked down three point shooters. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I I think it you know may make the team a little bit a little bit better and bring Bledsoe in to to maybe provide a spark. But I think he's he's probably the the biggest missing missing the biggest piece that that you know, Milwaukee needs to solve for, in, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. And, um, you know, it's tough for them because they, you know, they kind of pushed some chips in to, to trade for him as well. So that was, they kind of, they kind of thought that was the missing piece. And then he, he put up kind of a stink bomb in the playoffs last year. And then, you know, and like yeah. you said, has been a little bit inconsistent this year. And it's, you know, in part because they're, you know, they are shooting so many threes, um, as a team. And, uh, you know he's, you know he's he's not a not a knockdown outside shooter. He's he's more of more of a, a slasher, cutter uh, kind of player. And they've done smart things with that. I was I was talking about it the, the one day about how they use him as a screener a lot because he's kind of burly and and using him as a screener takes him out of the spacing of the play. It, it you know it doesn't allow his defender to sag off of him. So they've they've figured out some ways to kind of use him. But at the same time, you know, yeah, they they are a team that's that's playing this five out style, and it's like you would you would want to have a guy in that spot who's just going to be more of a knockdown shooter, um, you know. So that's he's he's a little bit of a bit of an odd fit for them um, based on what they do. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they start to you know if they cut his minutes or if they look for for a way. I don't think they're really going to be able to move him at this point. I mean, he's he's an expiring contract, but who's, you know, what's, what's the market there for him? You know, I'm not really sure there is one. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, we'll see what that looks like, but it's, yeah, it, it feels like there's another, like you said, either a point guard or another wing, somebody that, you know, can be another secondary ball handler. I mean, they have Chris Middleton, who's, who's a really underratedly good player. I mean, he, you know, people, yeah. a lot of people don't realize how good he is, um, whether he is the second option on a championship team is another question. I, I would say he's probably not. He's I kind of liken him. He's sort of in that like Tobias Harris sort of range, where it's like, yeah, this is a really good player, but it's like, okay, if this is if, you know if this is the first or second best guy you've got, you know, sort of what's your ceiling there? Um, so you know, it's like if they could put another guy, even if they just if they could just like clone another Chris Middleton, you know, and just have that in the lineup, yeah. it's like, yeah, they you know they'd be in great shape, but. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. I don't know what they can what they can necessarily do to improve that team. Who's who's available, or you know, whether it's like I said, just kind of a three and D type of guy, or whether it's a you know, whether it's a point guard who's who's a better shooter. You know, I don't yeah. know who's out there for them, but they have you know, they have some some pretty decent young assets. They have, you know, they have some guys they could they could potentially move. Um, 
you know, that might bring some value. I, I know Brogdon has been a guy who's actually, you know, much as much as you like him, he's he's been in some some rumors. He would, you know, he would bring them some value. But I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fun to it's watch our, them. It's fun to watch they play how they play. But uh, you know, it, it, what the ceiling is on that, and whether that's you know enough to beat Toronto, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's hard to imagine anything being enough to beat Toronto four times. But you know, to your point, I th- you know I think they've got some young talent where they they can move. And you know, one of the guys, I mean, he's just kind of he's hanging out on the bench. And when he's in the game, it's it's uh, you know it's a completely different uh, offensive scheme. I feel, um, but that's you know that's Thon Maker. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know he's a young, good big man, and he's just not really getting the minutes. Um, you know, that, that he could be getting on an, on another team. So, you know, I, I would imagine that there's, there's some value there for him. And, you know, if I were choosing Bledsoe or Brogdon, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Brogdon all day. And, you know, I would, I would try to move Bledsoe if I could, if, if I were, if I were Milwaukee. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, like I said, get, get those two, two younger guys in there, DiVincenzo, Connington, and, and and let them knock down some threes, man. Because they're they're, they're they're those guys where when they get a shot off, you're like, oh no, if you're the opposing team, right? Because you think it's yeah. going in every time. Yeah, um, you got a feeling but, like uh, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they could uh, they could even stand to give minutes, give some more minutes to Sterling Brown as well. He's actually yeah, know, the limited minutes he's played, he's actually looked looks pretty okay as well. So, I mean, it's like they've got some choices. I mean, it's like, yeah, they, you know, Tony Snell gets his minutes because, you know, he's a guy who can who can stand out there and he can hit open three-pointers, which, you know, again, is what they need surrounding surrounding Giannis. But he doesn't really give you much of anything else, you know. I mean, he's pretty no. much just, just a catch-and-shoot guy, and that's, you know, there's yeah. some holes in the rest of his game. So it's like if they can get some guys who can do that and then also can, can attack the basket off the dribble, you know, on the closeout or whatever, that's uh, – you know that's kind of kind of more what they need just to because it's you we kind of saw with Houston how it's like you know I keep making that comparison but it's like how sort of what they were doing worked because people weren't expecting it and then sort of as they got used to it it kind of you know it got like stale a little bit almost and it's like mm-hmm. you, you know you could, the, what what Milwaukee's doing I could see a scenario where it's kind of where where the other teams sort of figure it out and so it's like they just need more ways to just keep the keep the offense flowing kind of in an organic way. And, and, you know, yeah, Giannis solves a lot of that, of course, because he's just, he, like you said, he's so good with his vision and his ability to get to the rim and finish at the rim. Like that's, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's the best guy there is in the league, like in the paint, essentially. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, he, absolutely. He, he's it, he's it. So, um, yeah. you know, that's obviously the, the kind of versatility you have with a player like that. Uh, you know, I, I like that. I like what coach Bud has done this year. I, I don't, I don't think it would have been hard for anybody to 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 be an upgrade over the coaching they had last season. <laughs> that's that's all I'll say. I think that was they, they were in a bad spot there. But um, you know, I think I think Bud has done a really good job of, of putting the right people in the right positions to be successful around them. And I think actually, you know, yeah, they have a sixteen and seven record, but I actually think their team is better than that. You know, like I, I think this is yeah, I agree. This is this is. Besides, maybe if Boston, you know, really puts it together, I think maybe the best, the, the biggest threat to Toronto, if there is one. So, yeah, I mean, 
we didn't, we didn't talk about Boston much tonight. Maybe maybe another conversation, but uh, they are extremely disappointing. And <laughs> you know, I've I've got uh, I absolutely love the guy, but I, I've got some opinions on on Kyrie and and you know just uh, not him as a player, but I, I guess more so him as a teammate. Right? There's obviously mm-hmm. something off there um, that um, you know he, he's not. He's not really, you know, uh, making that that, uh, that that opportunity work because they just they have way too much talent for them to not only exactly. lose games but for games to be as close. <laughs> like they should be blowing teams out. Um, no, yeah, teams in the East. It's yeah. it, it's unbelievable. But yeah, it's been it's been weird to see how much they've struggled. I mean, I think it's you know there is so much to this kind of idea of roles and responsibilities in the NBA and it's, and you know, you've got this team that's just so overwhelmingly talented. You look at just the, you know, like the top to bottom on their roster and it's just like, it becomes problematic almost. And it's just, how do you find minutes yeah. for all these guys? You know I mean? With Rogier yeah. and Jalen Brown and guys like that, who it's like have seen their role reduced from last season. Now that they've got Kyrie and, and Hayward back, it's like, it's, like they've got this this curse of talent almost going on, and it's like they they've got to figure out whose whose role is what and how they're going to buy into those things, you know, or if they're or if they're just gonna, you know, you know, if something comes available. Obviously, everybody talks about them trying to get Anthony Davis, but it's like, you know, if something comes available where they can consolidate their talent in a particular way, you know, that would be you know, pretty devastating, but it's like, in the meantime, yeah. you're kind of, you're kind of, you're wasting Jalen Brown, you're wasting Terry Rozier a little bit, you're, you're wasting, you know, Marcus Smart, guys like this, that it's like, these are, these are real players, you know, and, yeah, um, absolutely. so, yeah. It, hope, hopefully it's kind of just been a, a situation where they just kind of have to get their rotation in order, uh, you know, and figure out what that is, and figure out how to, you know, how to make that work, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, how much of that is on Kyrie, I don't know. Uh, you know, he's obviously, you know, he's a great player. Um, whether he is meant to be kind of the leader of a team, we haven't necessarily seen that. I mean, obviously he's done, you know, he no. made big plays in Cleveland. Obviously, I mean, he, you know, he made the three to win the, win the finals, you know, but, um, you know, I, I don't know <laughs> how, how that, it's, it's I, almost, not there's a leadership void there. I mean, obviously Stevens is a great coach and they've got all these great players. They've got these guys who are, who are, you know, real pros with Horford and, you know, those type of guys and Hayward and, and whatnot. But it's like, how does that all shake out? It just seems like they're trying to figure out what they are still, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they, they came here to Charlotte and watching them live, Kyrie is extremely impressive, but everyone else on the team, I felt like they were the exact same players. You know, with the exception of, uh, of of Hortford in the middle, um, and you know, it, it kind of felt like that was the problem, right? They're they're almost too rich in talent, and and all of their talent really, they want to do the same thing. You know, they want the ball in their hands, they want to be able to score, and you know, they're they're kind of all the the, the same position almost. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they. You know that's 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 on Brad Stevens to kind of figure out. I mean, it's yeah. you don't want to sit any one of those players down, but you know you you're really going to have to you know to allow the other ones to really get into a rhythm. And it, you know it felt like you know his substitution you know schedule was you know kind of pulling Tatum out for long periods of time, and 
you know, Hayward uh, would 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 be the same type of way. And then you put Rozier in, um, take Kyrie out, and Rozier is putting up points. I mean, he's a pretty dynamic player as well. Um, but then you pull him out. So it's just, you know, they, they almost have too much talent. And, and you know, Stevens, I, I don't think he wants to really – upset any of his players and it's hard to sit any one of those players but it's a it's an unfortunate decision yeah. that he's gonna have to yeah. make long term for for the team right it's it's yeah absolutely. you know if, if you can't play him then you gotta ship him away somewhere right <laughs> yeah that's a, that's the thing you gotta consolidate your talent and i mean it's like yeah those all those guys deserve to be getting 30 minutes a game but there's not 30 minutes a game for each guy you know you only have 240 no. minutes a night to, to dole out yeah. so and then no, it's like it's, without it's, sacrificing chemistry yeah, it's, it's interesting you were saying how it's like, yeah, everybody kind of does the same thing. It's like these are all sort of, you know, somewhat ball-dominant players, you know, who all who need the ball in their hand. And then it's like the times they look the best is usually when they put Aaron Baines out there. You know, it's like they put him out there. And it's like, and it's like yeah, because you, cause you've got a guy out there to do the other stuff, you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right on that one. And it's so, it's so funny because my son, who's 10, noticed that, right? You know, when, when Baines comes into the game, the, his first reaction is like, he's trash. But, you know, they, they did much better when, when he was in the game. It, 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 was, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Yeah, just cause he just, he just fills in those responsibilities that the other guys don't really do. And it's like, you need somebody out there who's doing that. You know, it's, it's kind of like the USA basketball thing. It's like almost, it's hard for those guys to all come together and, and, you know, play well because they all need the ball in their hands and they all, you know, it, it's so, but yeah, there need to be guys setting screens. There need to be guys getting rebounds. There need to be guys, you know, doing those scrappy things. And, yep, you know, absolutely. Baines is Baines and Baines and Horford are kind of the guys who do that. And, you know, Horford much to his own sacrifice, you know, he's just, I mean, yeah, he makes whatever it is, $28 million a year or something. So, you know, boo hoo for you. But, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. at the same time, he's out there, you know, captaining the defense, setting screens, doing all those absolutely. kind of things. So that's, Locking yeah. Shots, getting rebounds, setting screens. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll we'll see if that all comes together for them. I mean, how they how they shake that out, or like I said, if there's more moves that that Danny Ainge has up his sleeve, he's certainly got he's certainly got plenty of assets that he could use. Yes, yeah, I, 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 he's probably going to make a move. I'm I'm sure he's he's maneuvering silently now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, whispering in Del Demps' ear to, to trade Anthony Davis. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably not, but you know, hey, it's, it's, it's fun to, fun to imagine. So, Absolutely. but yeah, that's, yep. So, all right, man. Well, we're, we're going to, we've been, we probably put everybody listening to sleep by now. So we'll go ahead and, uh, no, it's all good, man. This has been a lot of fun. We'll go ahead and, uh, and wrap it up. Um, I just want to want to say thank you for taking the time, uh, you know, talking with us. This has been a really great conversation. So thank you for doing that. Um, and uh, you know, we will definitely talk again soon. We'll definitely have you have you back on the pod here. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I would love to love to join again. So um, we'll, we'll probably put myself on the timer. I'll, I'll get a stop stopwatch <laughs> next time. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll start setting uh, setting Alexa here to tell us when it's when it's, <laughs> yeah. when it's time to shut up. But that's yeah, that's all absolutely. good, man. So thank you again, um, and thanks right, everybody. Thank for, you, thanks, thanks everybody for listening out there. This is the Twenty Four Sloppy Seconds podcast, and we will see you again soon. Thank you, and have a great day.